Open the podcast bay door as hell. Welcome to episode 140 of Welcome to Geek Town. I'm your host, Kurt Onstead. I've been a proud geek all my life, being into role-playing games, board games, sci-fi, fantasy, and especially superheroes and comics. And I want to help others join me in those pursuits, but i found that sometimes people can get overwhelmed or feel left out because they don't already have what some consider the requisite knowledge to be considered a fan. And that's where Welcome to Geek Town comes in. Here, you can ask your questions without feeling like a gatekeeper is calling you out for not yet being fully versed in every aspect of your new interest. Today's episode was inspired by a question from one of my younger listeners, Aiden L. He was curious about the agency known as S.W.O.R.D. in the Marvel comics and its director, Abigail Brand. However, there are a number of agencies in the Marvel Universe with various acronyms, and they almost all stem from one source, so I thought this would be a good time to look at a number of those, including S.W.O.R.D., of course, but starting with the first in the line, S.H.I.E.L.D. As I noted back in episode 51, where I talked about some of Nick Fury's history, S.H.I.E.L.D. first appeared in the Marvel Universe in the book titled Strange Tales, specifically issue number 135, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Likely inspired by the James Bond franchise, whose fourth movie Thunderball was released later that year, and other super spy series like the TV show The Man from UNCLE, which stood for United Network Command for Law and Enforcement, <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. was presented as a fully functioning agency in its first appearance, and we would not get an origin story for the organization until decades later. In these early stories, Nick Fury was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., which originally stood for Supreme Headquarters, International Espionage and Law Enforcement Division, but was definitely not a desk job kind of guy, being actively involved in nearly all of the missions depicted on the pages at that time. Originally, S.H.I.E.L.D. was presented as a spy organization that was part of the United States government, but was kept so secret that even most CIA agents weren't aware of its existence, with the director only answering to a 12-member council that were shrouded in shadow from even Nick himself. You see echoes of this in the first Avengers movie in the MCU. Over the first 20 years or so of its publication history, different writers showed S.H.I.E.L.D. being more or less publicly known, and also operating either under only the U.S. government or being a United Nations chartered organization. The first iteration of S.H.I.E.L.D. was disbanded in 1988 and reorganized to be officially under UN control, and has been written that way ever since, with a few rare exceptions. This new version of S.H.I.E.L.D. also got a new backronym, standing for Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. 
which you may also recognize as being what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for in the various films and TV shows. Since its inception, S.H.I.E.L.D. has gone through a number of directors, although most of them have only been active in the last 20 years or so. From 1965 to 2005, Nick Fury was in charge. But after the disastrous mission that was described in the Secret War miniseries, not to be confused with either of the miniseries titled Secret Wars, Nick resigned and Maria Hill took over. Her short-lived tenure ended during the Civil War storyline, with Tony Stark taking her place. This lasted until the end of Secret Invasion in 2008, when S.H.I.E.L.D. was completely disbanded and a new agency rose in its place. Which I'll get to in a little bit. After that agency died, S.H.I.E.L.D. was reborn under the watchful eyes of director Daisy Johnson, aka Quake. Daisy stepped down after her own controversial operation, where she was using a cosmic cube-powered device to brainwash supervillains into thinking they were ordinary citizens living in a gated community called Pleasant Hills. That prison was exposed, and in the aftermath, none other than Captain America, aka Steve Rogers, took over as the director. Unfortunately, the Cosmic Cube had altered reality in such a way that Steve had actually been raised as a sleeper Hydra agent, and used his newfound position to take over as dictator of the U.S. Steve was restored to his original self, and since then in the comics, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been disbanded, but various members still operate in different capacities for the U.S., UN, and other agencies or independent organizations. Now, let's get back to that other agency I mentioned that took S.H.I.E.L.D.'s place for a time. The Secret Invasion story involved many people in positions of power being replaced by scrolls in an effort to claim the planet as their own. As it often does in comics, this covert operation ended in a giant battle between the heroes of Earth and the various Super Scrolls, led by their queen, Veronke, who had been impersonating Spider-Woman for some time. The killing blow that ended the war was dealt by former Green Goblin Norman Osborn, and he was rewarded by being put in charge of the various official superhero organizations, like the 50-State Initiative, the Avengers, Thunderbolts, and the Remnants of S.H.I.E.L.D., which had been infiltrated by so many Skrull agents that it was abandoned rather than trying to repair the damage that had been done to its reputation. Norman created his own organization, very similar to S.H.I.E.L.D., that was called HAMMER. Although it was written out with periods as to appear as an acronym, Norman just liked the name and assigned Deputy Director Victoria Hand to come up with what the letters stood for after she asked what it was. Under Osborne's direction, villains were recruited to become a new team of Avengers, colloquially known as the Dark Avengers and a team of Thunderbolts were assigned to hunt down any non-registered heroes. The Thunderbolts mostly consisted of villains as well, with one notable exception being Robbie Baldwin, aka my favorite superhero, Speedball. Although at this point he was in his penance persona. Eventually, Norman's villainous tendencies were brought back to light, and as I mentioned previously, Hammer was disbanded, and a new shield came back in its place. 
While S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best-known government agency from the Marvel Universe, as Aiden's original question pointed out, there are others, the most notable being SWORD, which stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department, with the D being changed to Division in the MCU. Originally written as an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's now its own completely independent organization. While S.H.I.E.L.D. was designed to deal with Earthbound threats, S.W.O.R.D. is the agency assigned to deal with extraterrestrial threats. First seen in Astonishing X-Men number 6, written by Joss Whedon with art by John Cassidy. S.W.O.R.D. has mainly been seen in X-Men related stories, as they often go out in space in the comics. They were rendered ineffectual for the Secret Invasion storyline when a Skrull disguised as S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Dum Dum Dugan infiltrated and destroyed the agency's headquarters, a dagger-shaped satellite orbiting Earth called The Peak. For most of S.W.O.R.D.'s existence, it has been run by Abigail Brand, although for a brief time she had to work with Henry Gyrich, the former government liaison to the Avengers. Abigail soon to be played by Game of Thrones alum Amelia Clark, is an interesting character herself, being a human-alien hybrid who is also a mutant with pyrokinetic abilities not inherited from either parent. The only trait that gives away her alien heritage is her naturally green hair, her father being a green-furred creature from the planet Axis. This also explains her attraction to Henry McCoy, a.k.a. the Beast, who at the time of their introduction had a more leonine appearance. Having been raised on that planet herself, Brand learned many alien languages, a skill that comes in handy when dealing with multiple threats from various worlds. Currently, S.W.O.R.D. is not a U.S. or U.N. government agency, but is the official liaison between alien life and the mutant nation of Krakoa. Being a mutant herself, Brand continues her work with S.W.O.R.D. and leads a team consisting of Cable, Manifold, Wizkid, Fabian Cortez, and other mutants who split their time between Krakoa and the rebuilt Peak space station. Over the years, other writers have added to the list of acronym agencies, with various specializations, similar to S.W.O.R.D.'s jurisdiction over aliens. There are actually two agencies that have been tasked at various times with supernatural threats. The first was STAKE, Special Threat Assessment for Known Extra Normalities, which recruited various monstrous heroes like Man-Thing, Vampire by Night, Hitmonkey, a zombified former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent named Jasper Sitwell, and others. This team of Howling Commandos was led by the life-model decoy of Dum Dum Dugan, and their adventures were chronicled in the miniseries somewhat fittingly titled Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. While this team deals with monsters, there's also a S.H.I.E.L.D. offshoot specifically devoted to magical threats like wizards and warlocks. Known as WAND, or the Wizardry, Alchemy, and Necromancy Department, they were seen in Thunderbolts Annual No. 2 in 2014, with director Pandora Peters recruiting said Thunderbolts to assassinate a fairy king impersonating Doctor Strange. 
The final S.H.I.E.L.D.-related agency I want to bring up is ARMOR, which stands for Altered Reality Monitoring and Operational Response Agency. They are tasked with monitoring and controlling incursions from alternate realities. If they existed in the MCU, they would have been very busy during Spider-Man No Way Home. They were first shown in the third Marvel Zombies miniseries, which was the first to have any of the story take place on the main Marvel Earth, or Earth-616. The book's author, Fred Van Lenty, has stated in interviews that armor has existed as long as S.H.I.E.L.D., but was so secret that no one in the Marvel Universe knew of its existence. To quote the comics itself, it's so secret that it, quote, makes S.W.O.R.D. look like S.H.I.E.L.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. look like the post office. Armor has only had one more appearance outside that one miniseries, and that was in the pages of Savage She-Hulk, unsurprisingly also written by Fred Van Lenty. Of course, with S.H.I.E.L.D. being primarily seen in the U.S., even when it was a United Nations organization, it makes sense that other countries would have their own similar agencies. Some examples of those include the British STRIKE, Special Tactical Response for International Key Emergencies. The European subdivision Euromind, that's European Monitoring, Investigation, and Enforcement Division. And the Chinese security organization known as SPEAR, whose acronym is as yet unknown. And of course, the villains have also gotten into the acronym game as well, with AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, HATE, Highest Anti-Terrorism Effort, and Ultimatum, Underground Liberated, Totally Integrated Mobile Army to Unite Mankind. <laughs> One last note, I mentioned way at the beginning that S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't get an origin story until decades after its first appearance. That origin was written by Jonathan Hickman who has organized many of the big stories of the last few years at Marvel, and involves an organization called the Brotherhood of the Shield, no acronyms here, which goes all the way back to Emotep in ancient Egypt, organizing a resistance against a brood invasion, helped by Apocalypse and the Moon Knight of that era, and continuing in various forms through ancient Greece, first century China, and all the way through to the Cold War era, and included such famous members as Michelangelo, Nostradamus, Da Vinci, Isaac Newton, and Nikola Tesla, alongside prominent Marvel characters from the past like Howard Stark and Nathaniel Richards, fathers of Iron Man and Mr. Fantastic, respectively. For the most part, offshoot agencies and secret histories get used once by their original creative team and then are forgotten or lost in comic book limbo. But as you've heard, S.W.O.R.D. has gone on to be an important part of Marvel canon, especially in the X-Books. And of course, any future writers and artists can pick up these agencies and their histories to integrate them further into the Marvel Universe. Now, Aiden, while the entire episode may not have been dedicated to S.W.O.R.D. and Abigail, as you asked, I hope you enjoyed this look at the various agencies and agents of the Marvel Universe. 
If this topic spawned any questions, or if you've had one sitting in your brain for a while but haven't sent it to me yet, please do so. You can send all questions and comments via email to welcometogeektown at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, welcome to, the number two in this case, geektown.com, and click the Submit a Question link if you'd prefer to remain anonymous. Other contact options include facebook.com slash welcome to geektown or Twitter at Geektown Podcast. Also, if you'd like to support the show directly, why not become a patron at patreon.com slash welcome to geektown for just a dollar per month to get access to full scripts of the shows, audio outtakes, and a monthly shoutout. You can also help the show grow by subscribing and giving a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts to join the Geektown City Council, which helps other people find the show so we can all tell them Welcome to Geek Town, population, us. Welcome to Geek Town is written, narrated, edited, and produced by me, Kurt Onstead. Theme music is by Aaron Lovitz, logo art by Archie Santana. All of their sound clips are the copyrighted material, their respective owners, and no infringement is intended, falling under fair use. Welcome to Geek Town.